Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up against him again and again saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief of priests and the officers saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. Now, the Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claims to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where are you from? he asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? he said. Don't you understand the power I have to either free you or crucify you? And Jesus answered, You would not have any power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore... No one handed me, the ones who handed me over are guilty of the greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a god opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat, a seat known as the stove's pavement. And it was the day of preparation for Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king, Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answered. Finally, Pilate handed them over to him to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away to the palace and called together a whole company of soldiers. They put on a purple robe and twisted a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews, again and again. And they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling to their knees, they paid homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put on his own clothes. They led him out to be crucified. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, was passing by from the country. And they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place of Golgotha, which means place of the skull. When they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, um, but he did not take it. But they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what they could get. It was about nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, King of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, 
So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from that cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and teachers of the law mocked him. Save yourself, they said. He can save others, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down from the cross. That we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also healed insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until about three in the afternoon. And then at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When someone of those heard this standing nearby, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it on a staff. They offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last breath. And just like that, our Savior, our Jesus, is dead. He is dead on the cross, and darkness covered the world. Not just the darkness of night, but the darkness of sin. Our sin. The sins that have been committed from the beginning of time. From right when Adam and Eve committed that very first sin in the garden. To right now. To the sins that we commit each and every day. It is because of us. It is because of our sin that our Savior had to die on the cross. And darkness flooded everything. But you're probably wondering, why did our Jesus have to die? Why did the Son of God have to die such a gruesome, painful, and awful death? Because the penalty of sin is death. The penalty of sin is death. We sinned. We deserve death. But that's not what happens. Sin brings death. Sin brings death. But our God, our loving God, cares so much for us that he, would, he doesn't want any one of us to die because of our sin. So he sent someone, in fact, the only person who could cover over our sins. And that man, our God, was Jesus Christ. And so Jesus took our sins on himself and did something that we couldn't do. Did something that we couldn't do. He erased sin, he erased guilt, he erased shame, and took care of it for us. Darkness because of sin. But guess what? That is not the end of the story. Later, Joseph asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier visited Jesus that night. 
Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrhs and oils and with about 75 pounds of them. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices and strips of linen. This was in accordance to the Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, and an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. But he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he laid. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Out of darkness and into light. Out of darkness and into light. That is what happened. That is what happened that first Easter morning. Our Savior, who died on the cross for our sins, said, no. None of my children are going to die for, what the, for the sins that they have committed because I'm going to die for them. I'm going to take the sin that's supposed to kill them. I'm gonna take it on myself. And he has given us a chance. He has given us hope. He has given us life. He has given us light. So darkness was defeated that day. Darkness was defeated. Jesus defeated death. He defeated sin once and for all, and he was the only one that could do that. And so we get to celebrate because of what Jesus did. We get to celebrate because Jesus is alive. And that is something we're celebrating. That is something worth rejoicing about. This whole semester, we've been looking at what it looks like to go all in for Jesus. We've looked about all in encourage, all in challenge, all in fasting, all in grace. We've been looking what it looks like to be all in for Jesus. But this weekend, as we celebrate Easter, celebrate the cross, celebrate the resurrection, it's time for us to make a choice. For some of you, you have may never decided to follow after Jesus. You've never decided to say that he is our king and he is our savior. And for you guys, I hope that you can run away from darkness 
run away from sin and fall into the arms of who Jesus is. See his light for the first time. And so if you have any questions about what it looks like to follow Jesus, find an adult leader tonight. Don't be afraid. Don't be happy with the darkness. Come into the light of Jesus and celebrate in his life and celebrate because he is alive. And for others of you, for, for you who have decided to follow after Jesus before, it's time for you to make a choice as well. It's time for you to decide, am I going to be all in for Jesus? Am I going to step up? Am I going to let Jesus' grace wash over me? Am I going to be all in in every aspect of my life? Because you have to make that choice every single day of your life. Because sin is something that doesn't go away. Jesus defeated it, so we don't have to worry. But we're still, we're still battling it right now here on this earth. Jesus took care of it, but he wants you to choose him. And we have to do that every day. Wake up every single day and say, God, I want to follow after you. And that will change the way your life looks. That will change what you do. That will change how you think. It will help you live, live lives of service instead of selfishness. It will help you live lives of truth and honesty instead of lies. It'll help you get out of the darkness and into light. That is where our God wants you to be, is in his light. That's where I want you to be. So please, please, if you have a desire to get out of the darkness, the sin, the grossness of what this world is, then find someone. Talk to them tonight. Pray to our God. He'll take care of you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so, so much for what you did on the cross. We did not deserve that. We deserve death. Because of our choices and our decisions to, to be sinful, to be selfish, we deserve death. But Lord, you took that upon yourself. You decided, no, my children are not going to die. And you took that upon yourself. Lord, we are eternally grateful. Lord, help us to follow after you. Help us to seek your face. Lord, help us to find your light. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.